Not much. Just got done watching the Miami and uh, oh, who'd they play? <laughs> Still uh, they played uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Well, they just said- got done watching that game. Uh, came down to the wire for a little bit, and then Miami just started to run away with it. Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. It wasn't all his fault. It was a team issue. But nonetheless, good game. Good game. Yeah, a lot of defense. Was. A lot of defense. But well, welcome back that. to Lax at Sports. Uh, what do you want to kick the show off with today, sir? Well, since we kind of started out with uh, tonight's game, let's uh... – Let's keep going with the NFL. Okay. Um, let's start off with the two bigger uh, pieces of news um, that happened today. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has a new team. He's going to the Rams. And they just keep getting more stacked. Yeah. And uh, follow up, Cami Senior has decided to re-sign with the Panthers for one year. And I don't know. Uh, let, let's just get your thoughts on that real quick. I, I have mine, but, you know, I didn't even find out about this until I watched the game. They were advertising it like crazy. So, um, My thoughts on it is, well, the Rams just keep getting more stacked, more deep. Yeah. Uh, they really want that ring. The ring chases in this year. They're all or nothing. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, good for them. Uh, the Cam Newton doesn't surprise me in a way because who else was going to pick him up? With Sam Darnold being out, I think it's a smart move. I mean, they're not that far out from making a playoff, I don't think, right? They're yeah. Pretty, they're, they're, they're not doing – like they're – they're not doing great by any means, but they're not doing awful either. Yeah. It just – they kind of got dealt some pretty bad hands, I think, and they're off to a really hot start, and then all of a sudden – You know, you never know. Happened. Maybe Cam Newton kind of brings that fire. Maybe. Maybe. Comes in a full circle, you know? Yeah. So, no, I think, I think those were good moves today. All right. And I I agree. I think I think Odell needed a move. Um, you know, everyone hyped up Cleveland, and really they didn't need him uh, the whole time he was there. He yeah. was just either he was injured or you know whatever it may be. But at they the end of the day, you know, you, yeah, they just he was just taking up cap space and a roster spot that wasn't really getting utilized and. Um, so I, I think this is good for Odell and the Browns. And of course, I think it's really good for the, the Rams. They're really trying to make a push here, like you said. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Uh, Cam Newton, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. He went back with his old team, you know, they needed a quarterback. He's, he knows the atmosphere he's used to playing there. You know, I, I don't think they could have found a better replacement for Sam Darnold. Um, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of happy that he's there. Maybe just cause, uh, I never really saw him in another Jersey, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, so, Man, I don't know why it's not pulling up my scores here. You're probably going to have to go up to the scores um, from last week. But um, Dude, a week a lot, of upsets, man. A lot of upsets. Yeah. No one, picked, no one picked the Broncos to beat the Cowboys. I didn't. Uh, no one picked Jacksonville to keep it really close and beat Buffalo this week. And... I feel like there's one more upset that we had this week. Let's oh, well, see. obviously Miami beating the Ravens. No one really saw that one either. But the Rams was... getting dominated by Tennessee. There you go. That was the other one. Yeah. That was the other one. 
you know, and I we were I was talking to everyone about this. I was like, maybe it's a Von Miller issue. Maybe he's the cursed one, not the Broncos. Maybe. I just thought it was kind of ironic, a little funny too, but that's just me. But the, um, I mean, the Browns, I wasn't expecting them to handle the Bengals like they did. The Broncos really came out of the gate strong against Dallas and didn't let up. Yeah. Their defense looked really snout. Um, Dak Prescott looked like Dak Prescott. So. Yeah, and it, it wasn't like – there wasn't anything that he was doing wrong or that the you know anyone else was really doing bad. I think it just the Cowboys were just having an off day. Yeah. They mean, were the, scoreless going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like you can't ask for a better and everyone here is like we'll take it, you know, we'll we'll see what happens next week, but you know, it can the Broncos keep doing this or can they go, get on a roll or are they going to go back to Bronco-esque things? And uh, everyone's main concern and mine included is that, you know, because we had injuries to Noah Fant and um, our passing game was a little weakened over the weekend. Uh, that's the reason why he decided to run the ball more instead of pass it every single play. Um, so we think that now that we're getting Noah Fant back and we're going to have more of our weapons available next week, uh, we're all afraid that Pat Schumer is going to go back to doing Pat Schumer things and screw everything up again, um, which he shouldn't. He should do what works, and running the ball works. He's proved that in two weeks so far, so see what happens, I guess. But um Man, the Patriots manhandled the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting the Browns to blow out the Bengals or to demolish the Bengals, but they did. And so now they're – those two are trying to – I mean, it's a division game though too, so you're going to always get, you know, a lot more competitive play from teams you wouldn't expect in those types of games. Um, but – I'm surprised the Chiefs beat the Packers as well. Uh, I did not think they were going to win going into that game. Well, it's if game. Aaron Rodgers was around, they wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It Well, and it's funny, too, because they were, they were only down by six points. Yeah. Like, it, it's really not that – like, everyone's hyping it up. Like, oh, man, the Chiefs, they're coming back. It's like, no, they're not. Sorry to burst your bubble, but oh yeah, yeah. Like you, you shouldn't be happy about that. Like it just, it's, it's an ugly win. Like the Chiefs are mostly healthy, and they're still struggling against a Packers team without their starting quarterback. Like I, I wouldn't be very impressed with that either. So, um. Titans had me saying Derrick Henry who pretty much in that game. Their defense needs them. Oh yeah. The Titans are very old school. Very just smash mouth, jam it down your throat and you better stop it. If not, then we're going to keep coming at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Rams will get their stuff together. I think adding Odell will help them add a little more depth to their wide receiving core and then of course they didn't have von miller in there so i'm sure that didn't help them very much they were practically irrelevant rushing the quarterback um and it was a lot of like mistakes in the secondary from what i saw the rams making in that game to where it just that's what really killed them and it wasn't like an awful loss but definitely wasn't ideal either um, have you noticed how like most of the uh, most of the games that were like upsets are pretty similar in score? Yeah. Like the losing team scored sixteen points. Yeah. Or six points. It's true. Yep. Devils in the details. Yes, sir. Um. 
yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what do you What are you looking forward to this week coming up? So yeah. I actually made notes. I'm proud of myself. Uh, NFL Week Ten. I'm looking at the Chiefs versus the Raiders. Um, I'm Ooh. thinking that's an intriguing matchup. You know, um, I think this could be a game where the Chiefs could actually get on their feet a little bit, or is the Raiders going to wake up? Man, you talk about a team that just had a rough go. Um, All outside season. of outside of football, inside of football. Yeah. It's mostly outside of football, you know. Their head coach getting booted out the door. The Henry Ruggs situation. Uh, the cornerback that was making threatening things to people and stuff. And, yeah, not good. No. The team might not have a team by the end of the year. They all keep getting in trouble like they are. Um, right. So a lot of stuff on the outside of the, you know, interim head coach. There's a lot of moving parts and pieces to the to the Raiders. So it'll be interesting to see how that matchup works. Um, Cowboys versus Falcons is another one. Um, can the Cowboys recover? Uh, Falcons, you know, they're not the greatest, right? Uh, but they're good enough to compete. And um, so it'll be interesting how the Cowboys recover from that. Um, the other matchup I'm looking at is the Seahawks Packers. Um, possibly Rodgers, Wilson. That is a possible matchup. Either we're going to get two stout MVP caliber quarterbacks behind the center, or we're just going to get the backups. So it'll be interesting how that game is, or if one just bounces back or both of them are back in week 10. Um, and the last one is the Bills. You know, <laughs> the Bills did not look like the Bills last week. No, they did not. Um, so another can a good team bounce back? Or are they going to start falling apart? Uh, so I don't know what happened to Josh Allen last week, but that's a scary Josh Allen if uh, that's going to happen. <laughs> Let's hope yeah. not. Bill's Mafia is hoping that won't happen much more. Yeah. But that's what I'm kind well, of Those are at. kind of in that weird spot right now, standing wise, where yeah. they could easily be overtaken right. to, well, actually, no, because I, well, yeah, actually. Yeah, they can. Uh, they're at a point where they can be easily overrun and lose their playoff spot. Mm -hmm. Patriots are knocking on the door right now. Mac Jones. Yep. They're literally back in playoff contention. Yep. And, you know, they're like, who needs Brady? It's crazy how close the NFL is this year. It is. Record-wise. Well, right. Well, and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier in the season, how, you know, all these teams were, like, getting blown out and this and that. I think a lot of teams are – are starting to figure themselves out. And identities. I think I think there's a few teams here that are really still trying to find like who they are as a team and like or they find just their or they just figure out their team and then yeah. injuries happen. Yeah, like so the Dolphins, for yeah. example, kind of going back and forth on that quarterback situation, but their defense is ridiculous. I they found what they needed to do on defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Jets, apparently they just needed to switch up their quarterback and, you know, they're playing a lot more competitively yeah. for sure, but they're, they still need some pieces, but they're, they're getting there. The I Jets think they'll be a lot better next year. If the bills from last week show up, it's Jets could be. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, the Titans are, you know, just being very old school. They run the ball. You don't need this all-star running back. Der I mean, I'm sure they would prefer to have Derrick Henry have bigger <laughs> running yards every play instead of, you know, three to four like a regular running back. But, you know, Titans have really built a system that works there. And they're sticking with it, and that's what matters because they're winning. Uh, you know, and then the Broncos are another one. You know, we should have been really, really good on paper. You know, we have a stout receiving core, a solid defense with 
arguably a really good secondary, you know, we signed Ronald, Ronald Darby and Kyle Furor. You're just like, you know, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> and we have Patrick Sertain who's, you know, shown his colors as a really good prospect and a really good pick. Um, you know, and then we have Bryce Callahan just chilling, but you know, it just, that's another one that like needed to find their identity. And if they show up against the Eagles, like they did last week, then they should have no problem beating a three and six team. The Eagles are a tougher team and they're a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I would say style scrappy Scrappy's the word I was looking for. And, you know, they can do it. But, you know, Broncos have to show up. And then the Packers and Seahawks game, you know, I'm really rooting for the Seahawks on this one just because I want Russell Wilson to bring the team back a little bit. But I don't know if that's actually going to happen or Hmm. what. And then I will say I – I want to see the Rams and 49ers game only because Kyle Han- Kyle Shanahan is on the hot seat right now. They're really hyping up the fact that he is, if he can't turn this season around to a winning playoff season with this roster, then they're, everyone is thinking that he's going to get let go after the season's over. He has a losing record right now with the 49ers like all time, like every seat, like add them all together, including the Super Bowl season and, or the Super Bowl appearance season, you know, and he's, he's, I can't remember exactly. It's like, uh, it's like 30 something and 40 something, but he's got a losing season but or a losing career with the 49ers right now so that's not good for him uh i'm hoping he can bounce back because this 49ers team should not be this bad they really shouldn't it should be a lot better but you know uh so that's one game i kind of want to watch definitely want to see if the my bills can bounce back and I really hope they're they they should beat the Jets. It's not a hope; it's they should beat the Jets. But never know. Up. You never know. Any given Sunday, I thought that Ravens Dolphins game would be a blowout with the Ravens. I did too, and you know, things happen. I guess right. Teams are full of surprises this year. Now, coming down the home stretch, we're in the midway, and everyone's like, "All right, if we really want a playoff spot, we should probably turn on the Jets." Some of them are pretty clearly they're not going to do Jack. Uh, I, Washington's not going to make it again this year. The Jets won't do anything. The Lions definitely won't do anything. Uh, and, you know, the Jaguars, yeah, they got a nice win. But, you know, it, is that really going to change their outlook of the season? Like, oh, man, watch out. Jags Don't tell me. Don't tell me the first year we have a 17-game season, the Lions are going to come out here and go 0-17. Uh, they get one extra chance. Uh, speaking of halfway mark, um, who is your rookie of the year, like your top three? Well, I think Mac Jones is definitely my first pick. However, my second pick is honestly probably one of my favorite players right now to watch, uh, Micah Parsons. He is ridiculous to watch. Um, you know, he had two and a half sacks last game, and already this season, two pass deflections, 10 forced fumbles. 52 tackles and five sacks. Uh, that's pretty good for a rookie coming in his first year 
and you know knocking on that door of like yo like i'm gonna try to get 100 tackles this season right. midway point he's halfway there so the way he's playing i would be shocked if he didn't get 100 tackles this year um and then you know adding on to the fact that you know i he's bound to have at least four to five more sacks this season at least just the way yeah the way he's going it's you know that's what i see him doing Maybe he'll get so like eight, eight it, or nine to finish, but do they do rookie of the year overall? Do they do offensive rookie overall, offensive rookie of the year, and then the defensive rookie of the year? They technically do both. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I think it's they mostly highlight like one or the other. Right. Um, like I think they do have like a defensive and offensive. I know like Herbert was. Offensive rookie of the year last year. Yeah, so I, I think it is defense and then offense. Um, so Mac Jones is my favorite to win offensive, and then Micah Parsons is my favorite to win defensive. So who's uh, your who's your third? I would have to go with Jamar Chase, just because homeboy is balling hey, with him and Burrow. Burrow. And you know, forty-four receptions. He's almost got a thousand yard, a one thousand receiving yards. He's got eight hundred and thirty-five right now. Yeah, and he's got seven tutties. Um, four rushes, seven rushing yards. We don't care about that. He's a wide receiver. Uh, dude's balling, yeah. and rightfully so. He's, yeah. You run it and you gun it to Jamar Chase. That's how it how it goes in Cincinnati. Um, I did pick one other for defense. Um, so as far as defense goes, uh, I'd have to say this kid um, as I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Aziz Aljalari. I pronounced that awfully and I butchered it. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, he's a defensive edge for the Giants. Uh, he's got 25 tackles, five forced fumbles, and he's got 5.5 sacks on the season. Oh, I'm sorry. One forced fumble? So then what is. Oh, tackle for loss. Five tackle for losses. I'm sorry. Micah Parsons had uh, 10 tackle for losses. So that's still pretty good. Um, But he also has one pass deflection. So he's doing really good. I would say he's probably one of the better ones. Actually, that's a lie. Yeah, actually, yeah. He's one of the better ones. I was going to say Patrick Sertain is probably a, a very close second with that one, but uh, he's made just enough mistakes so far to where I think he's just a little out of contention for it. But yeah, those are my those are my guys to to win Rookie of the Year. Mine are Mac Jones number one. I just did offensive players because I didn't really think about defensive side. Uh, okay. So Mac Jones is number one in my little list. Um, dudes, Belichick's you know finally getting to him and stuff, and you can see see him coming out like like he should be. Um, okay. Number two is Jamar Chase. Uh, like you said, he's balling. Dude's ridiculous. Him and Burrow just got – they got communication. They've got chemistry. Playing yeah. at LSU helped that a lot. And that was a very smart move for the Bengals to go out and get Jamar Chase. Very smart right. move. Um, number three is – I kind of went out on a limb. I couldn't really figure out who I wanted to put at this third spot. Um, so this is like a long, long shot. Najee Harris. Uh Alabama running back playing for Pittsburgh. 
looking at his stats, I mean, it's not great, but it's decent for what the Steelers are this year. Uh, yeah, 150 I, attempts, 541 yards, four touchdowns. He averages 3.6 yards per per play. So I, it's not great. Like I said, it kind of was out on a limb. It was hard for me to pick a third guy for, for that. But that's somebody that we should probably watch out for in the future. I feel like he's going to be definitely something. I, I think he just, he, he really got off to a slow start this season. Yeah. Um, and, and that was his main concern, but now he's, he's starting to pick up traction. He's starting to average more yards per carry. Uh, Javante Williams is kind of the same way over here in Denver, you know, slow start. They just, they don't really play him enough to where it's like, he makes that much of an impact. So, um, cause he was another one that people are talking about like, Oh, he might win rookie of the year after, you know, last week's performance. And I'm just like, eh, not really. Cause he also has similar stats to Najee Harris. Um, Except Najee Harris has like a hundred more rushing yards and a few more uh, attempts at rushing, and he has like three more touchdowns. But uh, you know, I would agree with that. You know, I think Najee Harris is a little bit better of a running back. Um, you know, Javante Williams, on the other hand, is a a guy that they should use a lot more, but they just they don't really give him a whole lot of opportunity. And when I have seen him get opportunity, he hasn't done, he hasn't had as much of an impact as I would have liked to see him have. But that's just me. I'm a little more critical of my running backs. But um, yeah, I, I'm not mad at your uh, at your picks. I like those. So, moving on. Let's talk about some college football here, buddy. Buddy. Um, what a crazy week. Yeah. College and NFL is starting to turn into nutso town here, buddy. Yep. LSU barely lost to Alabama. I was really uh, yelling at the TV the whole game. Yeah, for being a number team in the country, huh? Yeah, I was mad Notre Dame won. Against Navy, but what can and you do? It was even close. I thought it'd been close. Yeah, I'm mad about Navy Wake does Force. that sometimes, though. Navy does that sometimes. A lot of the military schools, man they they either keep it close or they don't keep it close at all. Right. And that's how they lose. If they win, it's because it's close. But. Uh, I'm upset about Wake Forest. Yeah, I thought of you as soon as I saw them get the L. I was yep. like, man, Brendan's going to be heartbroken. I'm a little heartbroken. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska, my team, held up to Ohio State. Really good. Really good. Um, some news coming out of Nebraska since we're on that subject. Firing their offensive coordinator, their quarterback coach, the offensive line coach, the running back coach. They cleaned house on offensive side of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see who they hire as an offensive coordinator. Um, Scott Frost said that he's going to hire somebody that he can trust, that uh, can make the play calls. All four years Frost has been here, he's made the play calls. He's had the offensive coordinator but doesn't call the plays. So that doesn't make sense in my head. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting who he goes out and gets. I hope it isn't like it'll probably be a Nebraska alum knowing that how this is going. Uh, but I hope it's not, he's not buddy buddy with them. I hope it's you know, professional. Like, yeah, I hope they can build a relationship. You know, I was thinking, I saw on Facebook and I, I was thinking that might be a good fit. Go get the Army uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah. Triple option. Everybody wants to run the ball here. So, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Army's offense isn't too shabby. It'd throw Big Ten off. It kind of fits Big Ten football. Um, But the Oregon-Washington game was a little close there, buddy. It toward, yeah, towards the beginning. And then Oregon started to run away with it. 
Yeah. I was uh, a little I was a little upset that they let him score the touchdown to get up to 16 instead of keeping him at 9. But it is what it is. It was a late touchdown. They weren't going to do anything else after they got that. Yeah. Uh, they they scared me in the beginning. However, what I saw from this Oregon team at the end of the game is what I expect from them every single game. They played really well. They took care of the football, which is what I was really concerned about. They controlled the game. They showed their dominance, and they played smart, and that's what I like. And they played aggressive, too. They played really aggressive, and that's that's what I expect out of the number four team in the nation. So if they can keep playing like they did against Washington and like they did against Ohio State, I will have no problem having them stay in the number four or number three spot, whatever it goes to. I don't really see them moving past that just given their record unless more teams lose in the next, what, three, four weeks that we have left. But yeah. the, I, what I saw from Oregon at the end of the, like in the middle to the end of the game is what I expected. And it like, it was a close game at the beginning, went in the locker room, changed up some things, dominated the second half. Yeah. They got an extra touchdown to keep it close, but uh, at that point, it, they weren't really going to do anything else at that point. So I I really liked what I saw from this Oregon team. So I'm, I'm actually really happy for them. And I'm, I'm excited to see them do it again. Texas A&M handled Auburn pretty well, 20-3. to three. Uh, Another upset, TCU beats Baylor by two points. <laughs> so, My own frogs. Yeah. Horn frogs. I don't know why I like the horn frogs so much, but I do. I, I don't know, man. Uh, Mississippi State lost to Arkansas by three. Tennessee came out of the woodwork, beat number eighteen Kentucky. Minnesota uh, lost Kentucky. to Illinois. A lot of upsets this week, too. Uh, Iowa barely beat Northwestern. Fresno State lost to Boise State. Just not lost. They got dominated 40-14. to 14. Yeah. Um, and then the one that uh, Mr. Uh, Brennan called. Down goes Sparty. And Sparty yep. went down big. Yeah. They tripped over their feet and couldn't get back up. I don't even yeah, think they were really on their bad. feet. No. Purdue just dominated that game throughout the whole game. Kind of like what they did against Iowa. Very similar. In your face, yep. smash mouth. And you know what? That made me feel good. Them beating Michigan State after losing to them. After them beating Nebraska. I was like, okay, we lost to Purdue, really. And I know Purdue's yeah. a good team, but it's still Purdue. Yeah. But them beating Iowa, them turn around beating Michigan State, it's like, okay, maybe Purdue is not what we think Purdue is. <laughs> right. You know, six and three, four and two in the Big Ten. Um, so, yeah, like they're, they have a winning record. It's not yeah. like they're doing god-awful. And then turn around on a top-five team and beat them. Right. So. NFL rules, they technically would make a playoff run. Right. Right. I mean, they've, they've beaten two top-five teams this year. So Yeah. Just who who they even lost to this year? Let's see. Um, they have lost to Notre Dame, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Wow, three ranked teams at one point. Uh, Well, Wisconsin wasn't. Wisconsin wasn't when they were when they beat uh, them. Was Wisconsin ever ranked? I don't even know if Wisconsin. Wisconsin was was ranked for a little bit. Were they? Oh yeah. Uh, the bigger they were like, oh, in the yeah, they were because uh, Penn State and them faced off, huh? Yep, and That's then they right. dropped out of the top 10 after that game. That's right, yep. and then they kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, so two teams that are still ranked right now that they lost to, like, yeah, Purdue is a pretty solid team. Yep, 
I can give them I can give them the slack for for two of the losses. Wisconsin's kind of one of those weird teams. They show up or they don't. You you get one or the other. And guess who gets to face him next? Nebraska. Or the Husker. So, and they they have our number. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Purdue um, does that though. Yeah. So looking into the future of college football, uh, week number 11. Uh, what games are you looking out for, buddy? Uh, well, speaking of Purdue, I'm looking at a newly ranked 19th Purdue versus the overranked Ohio State at number four. Uh, I get why they put Ohio State right there. However, should have put Cincy, Cincinnati in that four spot. We'll get into the playoff rankings. Yeah, but... That'll be an interesting game. However, as a Ducks fan, I have to root for Ohio State. Although, do you think it would really impact it that much if Ohio State lost to a yes. ranked Purdue team? Yes. Do you think so? Yes. They'll drop them. Not much, but they'll drop them. How much do you think? Two spots. Eesh. They'll drop them to six, maybe. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma versus Baylor. I'm rooting for Baylor. Uh, I don't want to see Oklahoma in that playoff. Uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M. That's going to be a fun one. Ooh, NC State and Wake Forest. 16 and 12. Let's get it. Some decent... Some really good ranked games going on this week. Oh, I think I named all of them. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Those all look pretty pretty solid, though. They look like they're going to be good games. Uh, yeah, those are the only ones that I have on my radar, at least. I've got... I would have had Michigan State and Penn State if Penn State was ranked, but meh. You mean Michigan and Penn State? Yeah. I meant. Um, well, these are the three games I got. You pretty much covered them all. Um, I've got Baylor, Oklahoma. I think Baylor's going to beat them. Yeah. You cannot um, keep it close with Baylor. Nope. And Oklahoma is just waiting to lose. So I'm thinking this week they're going to lose. Um, next game is Penn State, Michigan. Penn State will beat Michigan, I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. It's being at Penn State. I can see Harbaugh throwing up another L. Yeah, as, as much as it pains me to say, I'd like to see yeah. that guy do good, but he just he doesn't do good no. against teams that, you know, he should beat. And I'm going three for three this year, Jimmy. Purdue's going to beat Ohio State. I'm going for it, huh? I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it in the universe. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Could very well happen. If If Ohio State plays like they did against Nebraska, they will get beat by Purdue. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. They'll get beat by them. Yep. So I'm, I'm going for it. I'm trying for that three for three on Purdue. Now, now, let's get into the playoff. This is my college playoff. This is how I have them ranked. Okay. Not how these quote unquote committee members have them ranked that watch right. Techno Bowl games and simulate it. Um, my one through six is Georgia, Alabama, Oregon. Cincinnati, Ohio State, Michigan State. Okay. When you look at the committees, it goes Georgia, Alabama, 
Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State. I have one question for this committee. Why is Michigan State below Michigan when Michigan State beat Michigan? That's what everyone was asking last week when Ohio State was in front of Oregon. Why? Why is that a why is that a thing? Yeah. What what are we doing? No clue. Absolutely no clue. They do this every year. Well, every no, they had they had they had Oregon above Ohio State last week. They had that right. Did they? I thought they yeah. had them below. Nope, they had them above. Oregon was four. Ohio State was five. Oh, didn't they have them above? At one point. Maybe the AP did. Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe that's what I looked on at yeah. on accident. You could have seen the AP. But, but I I don't I don't get it, dude. I really don't get it. I get like, like why would you want to put Michigan that high anyways to begin with? No. Like I would never think of putting Michigan that close to being in the top five. Like I would put them maybe in the top 10, but I put, put them right state, below like Oklahoma. Right there. Yeah. Oklahoma would move up to seven and Michigan would be number nine or whatever. Number eight or whatever. Yeah. They can be above or below Notre Dame. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I get like Cincinnati played down to Tulsa, but does, Anyone remember what Tulsa almost did to Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. They almost <laughs> beat Oklahoma. Yeah, they did. So if a bad win against Tulsa for Oklahoma affects them, or good win or whatever they consider it, then why is it not a like good win for Cincinnati? Right. I don't know. College don't football it. playoff logic. That's what I call it. I don't get it. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. Oh, hey, we still have a another undefeated team in the top 25. UTSA. Yeah, the Roadrunners. The Roadrunners. Undefeated. Never been ranked this year. They can kiss that dream. Actually, they can kiss it right now because it's there. They're right. They're right. All right. So, if Ohio State does lose to Purdue, how far do you think it'll drop Oregon? Regardless it, of what Oregon It does. won't drop Oregon. Oregon will be uh, fine. Because that, that was my question. It wasn't about, I could care less of how low they drop Ohio State. No, Ohio they won't drop Oregon. going to stay ranked because they lost to a ranked team. Yeah. They won't drop Oregon because if Ohio State does lose, Purdue is 19. So it's not like it's unranked, you know? Yeah. It's not like Purdue's three and six and just all of a sudden showed up and beat them. Yeah. And they have that history of beating top five teams. So the committee's going to look at that. I hope they're going to look at that. They should look at that. So it shouldn't drop Oregon at all. Ohio State, yeah. I could see them dropping to maybe six, six, eight. The lowest is seven. Yeah. Well, and uh, I feel like Oregon has a good chance of staying up in there just because of how badly the committee doesn't want Cincinnati in the top four right. in the playoff. And if that's the case, right, if Ohio State does lose, they're going to figure out a way to leapfrog Cincinnati with Michigan or Michigan State. Yeah, depending on who wins or loses. Right. But if Michigan loses, that puts them at two losses and Ohio State at two losses. So then you're looking at Michigan State, Mm -hmm. Having one loss in Oklahoma. 
could sneak in there. And you forget about Notre Dame because they only have one loss also. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and you know how the Golden Child likes to sneak in the playoff. Do you think they would rather sneak in Oklahoma, though, if they stay undefeated? Uh, I don't know. The way it's going, and this is I'm just spitballing. I'm not saying it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But if Oklahoma stays undefeated the rest of the season, don't you think they would have to put them in it? Especially if Ohio State loses. I don't know. I'm hoping Alabama loses. So, here's the thing. Ohio State faces Purdue, Michigan State, and Michigan. There's still a lot of football left. Yeah, a lot of really big games. Like, the Big Ten could knock themselves out of this playoff. Yeah. Ohio State loses to Purdue. They go beat Michigan State, and then Michigan turns around and beats Ohio State, even if Michigan does lose against uh, Penn State. Yeah. So, I no one. Th- I talked to somebody. He doesn't think that they would knock the Big Ten out. They'd want the Big Ten in it, but if all you Big Ten, you team, can't control that. No. If the Big like Ten they, teams have two to three losses each. Yeah, there's no way they're going to no. get into the – unless Oregon loses the rest of their games, right. Alabama loses the rest of their games, and unless Georgia somehow decides to fall off a cliff. Well, that's and, what's interesting, right? Because that linebacker, Georgia, just got suspended or just turned himself in for rape. Oh, so yeah. they're missing a piece of their defense. So yeah, can that's they cover that hole of the defense, or is that going to open up something? And this playoff is just going to get even wackier. See, it's it's one thing if it's like multiple guys on a team, or like a couple of key pieces on each side of the ball, but one linebacker on a pretty stout Georgia defense. Shouldn't I don't think that's going to happen. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. No. Yeah, it shouldn't. But you never it know. Does, though, that'd be pretty crazy. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen crazier stuff in college football. It's true. But It's true. All right. With that, we can go to our last segment, which is a little bit of NASCAR. Little bit of NASCAR. First off, First we're, off. On, we're on a roll of calling stuff. I guess so, dude. Kyle Larson wins the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Congrats, dude. Congrats. Very well deserved. Very, Very deserved. Oh, my gosh. I don't Ten think wins. I could have picked a better guy to win at all. No. You could see him getting really emotional when he wanted to, rightfully so. Literally zero from here to hero. Yeah. In one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very amazing. Yep. So congrats, Kyle Arson. Hopefully uh you can repeat. If not, it's all right. At least you got one. He'd be the thirteenth driver or the seventeenth driver to repeat or something like that. If he does. Not very many do. Nope. Many have, many have tried, and many have failed. Um, he joins a list of winning a championship under thirty years old. Really? Mm-hmm. Anyone in particular on that list? Jeff if you Gordon, have- Chase Elliott, Jeff Gordon again, Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon again, Richard Petty. Who the hell is Jeff Gordon? <laughs> Terry Labonte, Joey Logano, Tim Flock, Herb Thomas, Brad, Brad Keselowski. I didn't, know, 
I didn't know Joey Logano's only won the championship once. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. Ned I... Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt. That's the list. Dale Earnhardt Sr. So, uh, let's I talk about. Some, I got some oh. NASCAR Suey season to talk about I was here, buddy. Say. Yeah. Uh, so there's a rumor going around. Well, let's first let's first off. Okay, so Kyle Larson wins the championship. Um, yep. Team news: uh, Starcom Racing shutting the doors. Uh, they're not going to be around anymore. Uh, the big team that's going away. Chip Ganassi closing NASCAR doors. Obviously, they're an IndyCar. They're still going to be an IndyCar, but they sell. They sold their charter. I'm guessing to Track House or to uh, Bubba Wallace's Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's team. Uh, I hope they sold it to Track House because. I need to see my boy do good. Well, they're going to get a second car. That that would be the reason why they would sell that charter to them. Right. And same with uh, 23 Racing. They're just trying yeah. to get a second car. Yeah. Um, or a new team could have pop, could pop up. Who knows out of that whole ordeal. Um, another big news, obviously, Ryan Newman um, is out of that seat. Um, so... He said that he's not done racing. He just doesn't have a contract for next year, but he is willing to go race. Uh, he's not done. He doesn't want to retire at all. Um, then uh, another news, Brad Keselowski going to Roush. Uh, he's been with Penske forever, so he's not going to be in the Blue Deuce next year. So mm. he's going to be part owner with Roush which is, I think is a good step for him. I think that's a good long-term step for Brad. Um, and right. maybe he'll make Roush Fenway, you know, a little, little more competitive than they have been for the last couple of years. Um, and then Matty D is out of the seat of uh, the Wood Brothers car. Um, Harrison mm. Burton, Jeff Burton's son, is taking over the seat of that car next year. Um, another possibility. So this would be something to look into for next year. Uh, Eric Jones, he obviously signed one more year, uh, with Petty Motorsports. So that seat could possibly open up next year. And the wackiest news yet, Jimmy, big old bad Dodge might be coming back to NASCAR. Uh, I wish. Um, and I hope. There is speculation. Uh, a NASCAR <laughs> insider said that it's a possibility of coming back in. And with that new gen car, who knows? So we'll see if that happens. If that happens, I yeah, dude, it would be it would be good for NASCAR. Um, well, yeah, they they've been needing. Well, and I know my stepdad's gonna flip his lid when. If they end up coming back, he's going to be rooting for any and every Dodge team there possibly is just because so, they're driving a Dodge. That's where it can get interesting. Yeah. I'm going to bring up this. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but Tony Stewart went and bought a, well, he didn't buy, but he went and he started up a NHRA team. Yep. Um, one funny car and one top fuel car, which I think is amazing. It's good for NHRA. NHRA is struggling a lot more than NASCAR is. Um, they're really that the COVID thing really hurt them also. But this is where it gets interesting, and this is where I'm tying in that with NASCAR is uh, Tony Sturts came out and said that he's not happy with Ford. Um, he's not happy with the performance that is given the, the team and everything else. His yeah. fiance, Leah Pruitt, is a big Dodge spokesperson. Like, obviously, she runs "quote unquote" Dodge, so she has you know challengers and stuff. She races everything in between. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if this is how Dodge gets back into NASCAR. 
if Dodge teams up with the Tony Stewart racing on drag racing side of things, and then they work out a contract to put them back into NASCAR. Right. So that could be interesting. That's something to, to be looking out for. If you're a big Dodge person that, you know, wanting to see, that would be good. It'd be good for NASCAR to have the big three back in right. NASCAR. The good old Detroit motor competition, right? Right. Well, and they're, you know, it's an American sport. Like, right. it's an American motor sport. And, you know, Even, having a, two American-made cars and then a random Japanese car in there is, you know. Weird. It is what it is. But, like, you know, it's an American sport. <laughs> well, there's all... <laughs> I would I wouldn't mind it, you know, Toyota's already in it, but there's been murmurs of Honda trying to get into this thing. Yeah. Which would just be weird. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. I I yeah. think more manufacturers the better. Do you think they would do the Accords or do you think they would do the Civics for It'd be the Accords. Yeah. Because that's what competes against. Uh, um, that's what it competes against. Camrys on the streets. That's what Toyota and Honda. That's their competitor. That's true. So, that's what they would probably put out there. I would think if they did it, which I think would yeah. be smart. And it has to be a four door. Did you know that? For, I did not. For them to put it in NASCAR, it has to be a, a sedan. Ah. Uh, Can't be a coupe. Well, then that would definitely work for the Accord. Right. No show. But, so. yeah, I would love to see Dodge getting in there. Now, they would have to run the Charger, I assume. That or, yeah. Because the Challenger is a two door going with right. that. So, and maybe they change that the Challenger. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. As much as I'd love to see the Challenger in there, I, it's going to be the Charger. Right. But that I, I would love to see Dodge get back in it. I, I'd be really happy. And, you know, I wouldn't be mad if Stewart ended up going with Dodge instead of Ford. I know, I know Stuart Haas Racing really, really, really struggled this year. Um, you know, and I, I get it. However, I will say they turned it around towards the end of the season here. You know, Eric Amarola started racing really good towards the end of the season, just came up short. And even after he was eliminated from the playoffs, he was racing pretty, pretty solid. And then Kevin Harvick, I mean, that's Kevin Harvick. But, I mean, Chase Briscoe won Rookie of the Year this year, and they were running awful. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be that mad. I think it was just an off year for everybody, you know, out on the team. You know, it was just an off year. And they but, still made the playoffs with two two trucks or two drivers. Two yeah. Well, and Tony Stewart's always been that outspoken. He just doesn't care. He'll say what he thinks. He doesn't have yeah. a filter. He's old school. Yeah. And I don't mind him that for that because that's that's good. Well we yeah, they need it. They need it really bad. It just sucks that Chip Ganassi's gone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around, you know, for a while. Um, I forgot something. What's this up? This just got released today. Uh, Kyle Larson wants to test drive a Formula One car. He's down. He said his helmet and bag is ready to go to go drive a Formula One car. If somebody would allow him to test one out. Do you think he'd do both if he could? No. No. But he's that type of guy that drives everything. He's Yeah, I was going to say. Such, I... He is Tony Stewart, but just younger. And not as yeah. outspoken anymore. He doesn't have that attitude like Stewart did and Gordon did, but he, just like him, man, can drive. Put him in a car, they'll drive it, and they'll dominate with it. Yeah. Do you do you think that if he did test drive, he would move to Formula One, or do you think it's just no. more of a 
he would like to test drive one. He'd like to try don't it think out. Too much, don't think too much about it. And just... Right. Exactly. Okay. I mean, Jimmy Johnson's driven one, I think. He's doing it now. Well, that's IndyCar. True. <clears throat> but Jimmy Johnson has always wanted to do that open wheel yeah. thing. Very um, true. It'll be interesting. This year... Um, like I, Frost, man. I heard, I heard that it, it's a good thing if Dodge wants to get back in it, right? Because that's that. Fam, it's really familiar, and NASCAR yeah. is going to look a lot different. Yeah, people don't realize it's going to look a lot. Di- these new cars, I think, are going to bring a whole nother type of racing. That's going to be yep. way different. The cars are going to look different. You know, numbers mm-hmm. aren't going to be in the same place. Uh, the wheels, it's one big lug nut. I mean, it's the same type of motion and everything, but just one lug nut. It's not five or six or whatever pattern they have on them. I think it's five. Uh, but, you know, and then you got new teams. You got new drivers coming in. So if they could get Dodge in here, obviously it won't happen this year, but maybe next year, maybe 2023, 2024, I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be good. Yeah, I was going to say they would have to sign a deal now just so they could announce it for the following year coming yeah. up here. But I guess only time will tell for for that one. But fingers crossed, man. I would love to see Dodge get back in it. I'd I've be, been I'd be stoked. I miss I've them. been wanting Dodge to get back in it for years now. You know, I miss them. When I, the rumor the rumor mill has been going really heavy on that on Dodge coming back for a while now. Yeah. Like I've, I've always heard rumors of them coming back, but it, it's never really picked up enough steam until now. It'd be so, good for it. Definitely. For sure. And you got that big race in the, in the LA Coliseum, the clash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then obviously front row motorsports is going to fuel two cup cars in 2022. Only two. Yep. No more, no less. Just two. Well, they only had one. Yep. And that was with Michael McDowell. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't one. There was two because you had Michael McDowell and Anthony Alfredo. But I, I don't know. I've never really been a huge fan of those drivers. Not, not that I have anything against them. It just, I don't know. Never really been an Alfredo guy. Food and driver. No, no laugh. <laughs> I'm just reading more news, that's all. Oh, gotcha. But. The other thing that will go away with this one lug nut is that yeah. uh if the lug nuts are tight or not. Oh I think that, that. might be that might be changing rules because it just came out today that five uh other cup crew chiefs were fined $10,000 for having one lug nut not safe and secure Yeah. post-race check. Yep. That's been happening a lot, though. And even, like, in the races where, you know, drivers have been having tire issues due to it being too loose or due to, you know, other components. But, you know, I... I think the one lug nut thing has been a long time coming. They've been needing to do this for a while now. You know, everyone else is doing it. So why aren't you doing it now? You know, just it's been needed to be done for some time now. So happy they're doing that for sure. Well, do you have anything else to add or nope. any other crazy stuff? That's all the news I got. Yeah. 
that's all I got too. But you know, made it to the hour. I think uh, I think I can live happy with that time frame. Hour, hour and a half is usually our range, so consistency is key. Yes, but, sir. Yeah. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry, the podcast was a little bit shorter, but for those of you who didn't like the hour and thirty minutes, that's okay. Um, we'll see how it goes next week. But so far. Man, I'm having a blast doing this, man. It's 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 been fun. And thank you guys for being along with us on this journey. It it really is special. And hopefully we can get a little more traction. Tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell your sister, tell your dog. Tell your dog to tell his dogs. <laughs> and then their dogs to tell their dogs. Eventually we'll have the biggest dog house. We'll have a bigger dog house than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get so big we'll just be on like, you know, that mad dog radio or whatever on Sirius. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll just get that big because the dogs will be so big, you know? Have so yep. many dogs that are fans. Never yep. know. Never know. <laughs> no, it's been it's been real. It's been fun. I enjoy yep. it. I enjoy doing it every week. It's, it's up great. on me every week, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, something I like to do. Yep. So. Definitely gets me through the day. And I'm always thinking of like other stuff to, to talk about, and I'm always okay. keeping my eyes peeled. But makes you more open, for sure, for sure. But with that, we're gonna bring this to a close. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Adios.